Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to this episode with me, your host, Dallin Haas. And again, this is a special episode, a Q&A every Saturday. I answer your questions that are sent in to me in the link below on the podcast on the YouTube channel. Check it out, submit your questions, and you could be featured on the next episode of Questions and Answers. So we got three incredible questions today that I feel are going to be so relevant to so many of you, and we're going to dive right in. Okay, so question number one. They say, hey, my husband will retire at age 60 with 38 years in combined government, special provision, and military. Due to COVID-19, our new home in Florida is now one to two years away, right, right around retirement time. Should we use our TSP to pay for our new home in full, or should we get a mortgage? Okay, I think this is a very, very common question where in retirement, people are moving, right? People relocate to Florida is a common one, or Texas, or some low tax states, or places that are just more affordable, right? So this happens all the time. People move, they wanna purchase a home, and the question is, hey, should we take money out of our TSP to, to buy the home in full, to pay off the mortgage, or should we have a mortgage and pay a monthly payment, right? And this is a great question. So there's one big concern. Whenever I hear that someone is planning to use their TSP to pay off their mortgage. And the big one is, hey, you're gonna pay taxes. If it's coming out of the traditional TSP, you're paying taxes on every one of those dollars, okay? So, and generally, when you purchase a home, it's a large dollar amount. So that dollar amount is gonna be added into your taxable income for the year. So for example, let's say they need 100 grand to purchase this home, to pay it off, and maybe it's a lot more than that, I don't know. Let's say they take out 100 grand out of their TSP to make that happen. Well, first of all, they're gonna need more like 120 grand, taxes are paid, and so they're left with maybe around 100, depending on what their tax bracket is, right? So with that being said, they're gonna need more from their TSP than they probably think. And second, that whole 120 grand is gonna be added into your, their tax bracket for that year, right? So maybe they had another 80 grand of income from their pension and social security and all those things. Okay, well your tax bracket just got shot up to something really high and that's you're gonna be paying a lot of taxes, bottom line, okay? So I, that's my first concern is, hey, make sure that it doesn't pop you up into a high tax bracket, okay? Now, some people really have their heart on using their TSP to pay off their home. And I get that, okay? It's not the end of the world, but if you're gonna do it, make sure that you do it over the course of many tax years. Spread it out over time, maybe four or five years, and look at your tax bracket, see how much wiggle room you have before the next tax bracket, and plan accordingly, right? It's not necessarily a terrible thing, again, to take money out of your TSP to pay for your home. Just you don't wanna overpay in taxes. So maybe get a mortgage up front, and then over the next few years, pay off with your TSP. But again, I'm not your tax advisor, but these are some of my thoughts that I first came, you know, came to me as I read this. So just be careful. Um, you could pay a lot of taxes and you definitely wanna stretch that out as far as possible. And, and honestly, you know, the earlier you take money out of your TSP in retirement, the less growth it can have, right? So if you take 100 grand out at the beginning of retirement, well, that 100 grand could be 200 grand in eight years, right? So what potential growth are you not gonna be getting because you took that out as well? So, you know, there's a balancing effect. Obviously, having a mortgage is a pain in retirement. No one wants that. So lots of things to think about, but hopefully that kind of gets your wheels tur turning in the right direction. Okay, so next question. They said, hey, I'm 63. I'm retired from the federal government. They've been retired for 17 months now. They're drawing Social Security, 
and they're struggling to find a strategy or plan to protect against taxes, to grow and make liquid their TSP prior to reaching RMDs or required minimum distribution. So if you're not familiar with RMDs, basically at age 72, the government says, hey, you know how you've had your money in the TSP or an IRA for all this time and how it's grown tax deferred? You know that uh, we're actually going to um, make you start taking money out of those accounts so that you start paying taxes on it. We don't want you to keep it in there forever. We want you to start paying taxes on that money. So that's what happens. They force you to take money starting at age 72 out of your TSP and traditional IRAs and even 401ks if you have those, right? Um, and the, the issue is sometimes if you don't need the money or whatever it is, you're forced to take money out and it's a ticking time bomb where you're, you have to pay taxes on that money too, regardless of whether you need it or not, right? And so this gentleman says, hey, I'm struggling to find a strategy to, I want to grow my TSP. I want to, you know, make sure it's liquid, meaning I can use it when I need it. But also, how do I prepare tax-wise, right? And this is a great, great question. Um, and I have a few thoughts. So first, have an, have an investment plan. And if you've heard any of my videos on investing in retirement, you want to have buckets for different segments of your retirement. So for the first, you know, four to six years of retirement, you want to have money in the G fund and the F fund, things that aren't going to be as volatile. So as the market goes up and goes down, if it drops tomorrow, you don't care because you've got four to six years of income to ride that out until the market comes up and you're good to go. So again, the, four, the first four to six years of your retirement is taken care of and the rest of your money can invest, be invested in the S fund, the C fund, the I fund, things that are going to grow over time and that's going to get you the growth that you need to keep up your standard of living over the entire course of your retirement. Okay, so those are my thoughts. Um, oh yeah, also, when it comes to taxes, he also wants to come up with a tax strategy to save his money from RMDs, right? So one great strategy that I've talked about before, but I'll definitely rehash it here, is you wanna get as much money as possible into a Roth IRA, and let me tell you why. So. The Roth TSP is still subject to RMDs, meaning the government's going to take or going to force you to take money out of it at age 72 and beyond. Now, a Roth TSP is not subject to taxes when it comes out, but you're still forced to take it out, right? A Roth IRA, however, is not subject to RMDs, right? So you want to get as much money as you can into a Roth IRA so that after age 72, you have as much flexibility as possible on where you take money out and when. It gives you more flexibility on your taxes down the road. Because here's the bottom line. We have no idea where taxes are going to go in the future. I mean, if we had to guess, I'd assume they're going to go up, right? If we had to guess, they're probably not going to go down. But we don't know exactly what that's going to look like. And so having Roth money, especially after age 72, is huge. So how do we do that? Well, let's say you're retired. Let's say you're in your mid-60s. You want to do Roth conversions every year to fill up your tax brackets. Meaning, let's say, you know, you... I'm just making these numbers up. Let's say you have $80,000 worth of income. The next tax bracket is at $100,000, okay? So you have $20,000 that you can earn before you get popped up to the next one. Well, what if you did a Roth conversion? What if you took money from the traditional TSP and moved it over to a Roth IRA? Yes, you do pay taxes on that transfer, but now that money in the Roth IRA can grow 
without paying taxes and without being subject to RMDs for the rest of your life. So something to think about. Again, I'm not your tax advisor, but some thoughts to think about. Okay, last question. This is a longer episode, but hopefully it's still helpful for you. Okay, this is a long question. You ready? She says, hey, I am an RN with the VA Med Center in Dallas, Texas. My current annual wage is 132000 I plan to retire in 2028, at which time I will be 64 years old with 20.5 years of service. Regarding my high three, I want to try to maximize it as much as I can. I'm considering transferring to the VA over in Palo Alto, California in 2023 and 2024. The current annual wage for my nursing specialty is 172000 at that location. They are frequently hiring. Although the cost of housing in Palo Alto is much higher than in Dallas, I believe the $40,000 of bump in salary would offset the additional rent because I probably wouldn't buy a house. Am I correct in my belief that my pension would increase by the higher salary or is locality pay not taken into consideration? This is a great question. So I think this is something that many retirees can, or potential soon to be retirees consider is, hey, I'm gonna be retiring. I know that my pension is based on my high three salary. I know that if I'm able to earn more in the last few years of retirement, my pension's gonna be a lot bigger. Now, the main question that this gal had was, hey, if I move to California, the locality pay there is much higher. Is that gonna affect my pension? And I have great news. And the answer is yes, it will. Locality pay is in fact, included in your high three calculation. So for example, she gets almost a $40,000 raise by moving to California. Now, will living expenses be higher? Certainly, right? But guess what? Her high three is gonna be that much higher, and if she stays there and works at least three years, because it's a high three, right, for three years, then her pension will be that much bigger than it was before, right? And then it's probably like a 30, 30% raise to her pension by making that switch. Now, again, her expenses are gonna be higher while she moved to California. But one thing to think about is, hey, maybe move to California for the last three years of retirement or of your career, right? Get that higher high three, retire, your pension's a lot bigger, and then you can move wherever you want. You can move back to Texas, you can move back to a lower cost area, but guess what, your pension is that much higher, right? It's a great strategy. Again, it's gotta work with your family and everything else, but it makes a lot of sense. It can make a big, big difference for you as federal employees. So I hope that was helpful, guys. Have an incredible rest of your week. Again, if you have any questions, there's a link below, submit your questions, and I'm happy to address as many as I possibly can. You guys have an incredible rest of your day, and I'll see you next time.